It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week, you might be already in it, it might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Well, it is time. The trade deadline is here. It's time to evaluate who the Magic have, what they have to offer, what they can expect. We'll have plenty to say the rest of the week, but today we'll focus on who's on the actually on the table for the Orlando Magic. Terrence Ross, Gary Harris, Mo Bamba, and who the most valuable for Magic is. Let's get to it. It's a Tuesday edition of Locked On Magic. Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is February 8th, 2022. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked on Magic, we're going to go through the key players that the Magic will probably be putting on the table at the NBA trade deadline. We're going to focus specifically on what their seasons have been about, what their sort of legacies are with the Orlando Magic, what their storylines are, and what the Magic are hoping to accomplish here at the trade deadline. Plus one big decision the Magic right now, this week, it's probably unavoidable, um, as well as who the Magic's most prized possession might now be. may not be the person you're thinking of, but it might be. Who knows? We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Whether we're your first listen of the day, whether you listen to us right when we upload, whether you're listening to us on your way to work, at home, whenever, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a lot of great Locked On podcasts out there. We're available wherever you download podcasts as well as most of us, including our show, streaming on YouTube. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Hal's at, let me pull up the copy here because my computer is going very, 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 very slow today, at Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered the season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. 
the deadline. It's here. Thursday. A lot of decisions won't be nearly as active as last year's trade deadline was, obviously, with the trading of Aaron Gordon, Nikola Vucevic, and Evan Fournier. Um, but it's still going to be a pretty active one. Um, you know, when I think about what the Magic have to do here, the, it, this season, this offseason especially, is really about the next steps. Okay. The Magic cleared the slate last year. They wiped the decks clean. They started fresh. They're rebuilding. Got a high draft pick last year, due for another one this year. The question now, it's really easy to clear those decks. It's really easy to start over. What's really hard is rebuilding. And I think, you know, uh, uh, of all the debates that I've had, of all the discussions that I've had with Magic fans over the last year, it all comes down to this fear. To the fear of this next step, this important step going from the rebuilding team to Hopefully a title contending team. Hopefully a team that gets playoff shirts like this one back in the Amway Center very, very soon. Um, for those listening on the podcast, I'm wearing my 2008 uh, Blue and White Ignite white t-shirt. Um, not the blue one. I got the I, I got both. Don't worry. Uh, I am wearing my white one uh, for those listening on the podcast. It's really hard because, you know, we sat here eight, nine years ago with Rob Hennigan saying a lot of the same positive things. The talent is there. Victor Oladipo, Tobias Harris, Nikola Vucevic, Evan Fournier, Maurice Harkless, we were really into. You know, Aaron Gordon, we were really excited about. Alfred Payton, we had high hopes for. It's really easy to collect talent in the draft. It's really easy to start over and start fresh and build up all these assets. It's more difficult to take the next steps. And that's what this trade deadline really is, is setting up the next steps. Because, you know, yes, uh, what we're seeing on the court this year, the record doesn't matter. I, I don't care that the Magic have the worst record in the league. Um, certainly next year, I don't want to see the Magic with the worst record in the league. I want to see them start taking steps forward. But that starts now. That starts now with this trade deadline, with these moves, with the moves that are going to happen and reverberate into the summer where the Magic are one of three teams expected to have cap room this summer. Now, there aren't free agents to spend, and I don't think the Magic should spend money on, on, on major free agents, but they have to be smart with how they use the asset. They can't let that go to waste. That was a mistake Rob Hennigan made, to be perfectly honest, was he let cap room go to waste and just let young players kind of spin their wheels out of control without any direction, both from the coaching staff and from veterans bought in in the locker room. You can see why the first step is the easy part. You know, it's easy to trade Nikola Vucevic for whatever you can get. It's easy to trade Aaron Gordon for whatever you can get. It's frankly going to be easy to, to assess and look at all the offers that you might get for Terrence Ross or for Gary Harris and say, okay, this is the most talent. This is what's going to set us up to kind of begin to grow again. The hard part is finding the right move. It's finding the right direction, the right guys they're going to help these young players or help the players that you ultimately pick as part of your core grow into the team you want them to be. The record's bad. There's a lot of bad statistics. The offense is, is god-awful statistically. The defense um, is still bottom 10 in the league. It's had some spurts. It's had some long, you know, some pretty long stretches, you know, maybe a week, week and a half, two weeks at a time, um, months at a time, honestly, where it's played well but obviously not consistent enough because once the calendar turned from January to February, all of a sudden the Magic just forgot how to defend. So 
there, there is not one concrete thing for the Magic to hold on to. There are several interesting players that the Magic want to emphasize and start kind of building around, but at the end of the day, I think we all see this. I think we all recognize this as much as we like Franz Wagner, as much as we like Cole Anthony, as much as we like Jalen Suggs. The team is missing a star player. Now, they're not going to get that in a trade. They're not going to get that at this trade deadline. They're not going after C.J. McCollum. They're not going after Jeremy Grant, who's not a star. They're not going after Bradley Beal or Russell Westbrook, also not a star. Um, not, not anymore, at least. Um, not in the way that the Magic need a star to be. Um, they're not going after those guys. The star's going to come either through the internal development of those young guys I just mentioned, because um, they're not there yet, or it's going to come through the draft once again. So the big piece of the puzzle not going to be solved today. What's going to be solved this week, though, or what's going to be set up this weekend, and a big thing we'll talk about after the trade deadline passes is the uh, is the is is how this sets up the summer and what this means for the team moving forward, what those next steps are. What this trade deadline is really about is finding those role players, those key guys to surround your core to help them build. Like I said, Cap room's not going to do anything for the Magic. Finding a guy that's going to give them cap relief, big whoop. I know we talked about it a few weeks ago. I think it's very possible that they use a trade exception to uh, get an extra draft pick somewhere, take a buyout guy. I think Serge Ibaka is a really good candidate to get moved by the Clippers, whether it's to the Thunder or the Magic. They both have trade exceptions. They both have ways to acquire him. It's going to be a fight, I think, to figure out which one, which who's going to get him. Uh, or who wants to pay him the rest of his contract. Um, again, he's just one year. It's, he, he'd get waived. I don't think he'd stay stay here. Um, you know, Terrence, Terrence Ross has one extra year left on his deal. This is the time to move him. This is the time to get the most value out of him. And what that value is, I don't know. I would have said, you know, Joe Ingles would have been really good value and really good guy to get, but he's also an expiring contract. Um, it's possible that Utah is still interested and they could swing a deal involving Royce O'Neal. Um you know, I think the Lakers have a really interesting package with Kendrick Nunn and Taylor Horton Tucker with, you know, attach a draft pick to that. And I think you got yourselves a deal there. Uh, now that it sounds like Charlotte is interested in moving PJ Washington, I think that's a, a, the kind of aggressive move the Magic should be interested in. Um, looking to go get a young guy to add to their core who's established himself a little bit, maybe just needs a new situation to break through, provides a need for the Orlando Magic as a decent stretch big a decent rebounder, a decent defender, someone that you can continue to grow with your group. There are deals out there. Um, there are opportunities out there for this Magic team. And so don't think that Orlando is going to sit on their hands here. Gary Harris is an expiring contract. He's a big contract at that. Orlando can end up getting a trade exception out of that, picking up something of value as well in that deal, even if it's just Maybe an ex, maybe a, a veteran they don't want plus a, a young guy they do want. Um, it's very possible the Magic swing a very similar deal to what they got with Aaron Gordon, or they could end up just kind of keeping him and let him finish out the season, or buying him out and letting him go play for a playoff contender. I think that is certainly still on the table too. But what the Magic have to do is I know this is a broken record that I say during the off season is every move has to have intention. Every move has to be part of the chessboard to say, okay, we're moving Terrence Ross because the Magic don't have to move Terrence Ross. They can wait till the offseason. It's not a big deal. We're moving Terrence Ross because this piece fits us better. This piece fits who we want to be better. This piece fits what we envision this team being better. 
you can see why so much talked about this this season and so much of what I've envisioned team and for what's a success this season has to do with some idea of what this team wants to be. Some idea of what the final product is. Don't just go into the offseason blind. Don't just go into a trade saying, that guy sounds good. Let's take him. What the Magic need is intention. But the Magic need is something that helps them, not just this year, but as part of the bigger picture. Same goes with any free agent they sign. Same goes with any player they acquire moving forward. It has to be part of the puzzle. And yes, there are some players on this roster today that are not part of that puzzle. They may look like it. They may fit a kind of okay for now, but, but they're not part of the puzzle. And this team is a puzzle that's being assembled that doesn't have a picture yet. We just want to have an idea of what that picture is this year. We're not looking to understand what the full picture is, but we want to have an idea of what it is. And more recently, we've been getting better ideas of that. We've been getting a better sense of that. But there's still a lot more work to do. There's still a lot more to add, a lot more to think about, and a lot more that this team's going to have to accomplish to get where it wants to go. There is a lot of work to do for this Orlando Magic squad. There's, there's no doubt about it. But it is extremely possible for them to do it. They've got the assets, they've got the tools. I'm going to talk a little bit more about what the Magic should expect in a deal, plus the big decision they have coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at TurboTax. It is getting to be tax season with the new year uh, passing. April is just around the corner. And people think unusual circumstances mean complicated taxes. But for TurboTax Live experts, that's what makes things interesting. We all have unique lives, whether you invest in crypto, NFTs, or whatever for the first time this year, own an up-and-coming small business, or are raising rambunctious twins. Luckily, TurboTax Live has experts who can answer your tax questions, walk you through the whole process, or do your taxes for you from start to finish. They help you get every deduction you deserve, no matter your unique situation. And you can talk to a TurboTax Live expert through your phone or computer without leaving your house. TurboTax Live experts are here to help you however you need. And if you need an extra hand, hand your taxes off to them and they'll do it all for you. To TurboTax Live experts, an interesting life can mean even greater refunds. Visit TurboTax.com to learn more. You do your thing. They've got your taxes. Into it, TurboTax. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
We want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, whether you're listening to us first thing in the morning, right when we upload, on your way to work, whenever. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Don't forget this Thursday, as we're talking about it today, February 10th at 3 p.m. Eastern time is the NBA trade deadline. And the Locked On NBA podcast will be covering it live from 2 to 4 p.m. Join Kim Becker, John Corrales, and Locked On fantasy basketball host Josh Lloyd to get analysis of every blockbuster move. Subscribe to the Locked On NBA YouTube channel and turn your notifications on so you know when they go live. Additionally, on top of that great show from the Locked On NBA, po- NBA Podcast Network and the Locked On NBA Podcast, we will be doing our own Orlando Magic-centered NBA trade deadline special. It'll be live on our YouTube channel at 7 p.m. So subscribe to the Locked On NBA, Locked On Magic YouTube channel as well. Turn those notifications on. We'll be going live around 7 p.m. to break down everything the Orlando Magic did, everything the Orlando Magic did not do, and taking your questions as well as we analyze the trade deadline. That'll be Thursday at 7 p.m. I've got a great roundtable. It'll be myself along with several other Magic podcasters and bloggers. We'll be discussing the Orlando Magic's trade deadline deals and not deals on Thursday. We're very, very, very excited to make that part of your trade deadline day. Obviously, not every player is going to get traded. Not Certainly the Magic's most valuable players aren't going to get traded. I'll talk about who I think the Orlando Magic's most valuable player is, most valuable trade asset is um, in our last segment on the show. But I want to focus the next six, seven minutes on what who the Magic are actually looking to deal. Now, you probably already know the names. You probably already know some of the situations. So we'll just go through the obvious ones here kind of quickly. Derry Harris is an expiring contract. He's had a great season. He's kind of reclaimed a lot of his shooting touch. He's reclaimed a lot of his defensive touch. He's been healthy for the majority of this season, and it shows. The Orlando Magic have been significantly better because of Gary Harris. They've had a fantastic season. He's had a fantastic season. And he's made a case to several playoff teams, you need to add me. And the Magic, I think, are going to be open to trading him. Um, to be frank, this, this Magic team, you know, when you're a rebuilding team, you are not in a position to let players hit free agency um, without a plan to replace them. Uh, and, and right now, the Magic would not resign him. I don't think I don't think he'd want to resign Orlando. Not that he hates Orlando, but I think he, he's at a stage of his career where he wants to play for a winner. Um, And I think, you know, everything I've heard about the Magic is they accommodate everyone. Like if they understand, like they're appreciative appreciative of the work people put in for their organization, they take care of them on the way out, which is, again, say what you want about this front office. That is really refreshing to see. And and again, the fact that Nikola Vucevic is the first Orlando Magic All-Star to part with the Magic on good terms with both the fans and the organization, um, I think is a a big deal. The, The next closest is probably Grant Hill, which he did not part on good terms with the fans for a number of reasons, which many of them I think are silly. Um, this this Magic front office is going to take care of the people first. Um, and I do think that is a that is a big, big, big deal. Um, Gary Harris, I, I don't quite know what his trade market is though. Um, I, I've tried to go through a couple of permutations of his of his of his trade market. That salary is just really, really tough to eat. Um, he's making 20 plus million dollars this year. The magic don't have an open roster spot to take on extra players. They frankly don't have room in their rotation to, to take on extra players and, and play them. So there'd probably be 
you know, they couldn't take someone on and buy them out. They couldn't do a two for one. They would have to be a one for one deal. And so unless the magic are getting paid a first round pick and, and a, not a super protected first round pick. Um, and then another $20 million guy that just kind of sits on their books for a year, maybe it, it's not likely the magic are going to find a deal. Um, now, obviously uh, a couple other things could happen. Uh, some, some deals could happen in tandem. That could be a three team deal that delivers the magic uh, that, that sends some other players out or, or something. Um, there are ways around it, but Gary Harris is a tricky guy to trade um, because of that massive salary amount. Um, you can't use a trade exception and combination to, to, to make that any easier. Um, it's just a big, big number to move. It's not impossible, um, but it is a big number to move. And so um, I, I would say Garrett, the chances of Gary Harris getting traded are probably 40-60. Um, I, I do think it is a very good chance that he gets moved at the deadline. Uh, but I, I still think that number is really hard. And, and I think a lot of teams probably think and might surmise that there's a decent chance that um, there's a decent chance the Magic just buy out Harris and, and he hits the mercenary market anyway. Um, you know, I, I think I think that is a very realistic probability as well. Um, the real guy that I think the Magic are going to be are pushing to move and, and will probably get traded. Um, if, if I had to bet on, on a trade that's going to happen, Terrence Ross is going to get traded. The fact of the matter is, with one year left on his contract, this is the maximum value Terrence Ross is going to have. He will not be worth more at any point than he is right now, today, tomorrow, and Thursday. I think that math checks out. I, I, I get confused with days sometimes. Um, he is not going to be worth more because that extra year, you know, used to, it used to be you traded expiring contracts. Expiring contracts were really valuable because cap room was really valuable. But the fact of the matter is, Cap room is not valuable, certainly not valuable this year. There's a reason why only three teams have cap room available this offseason. Um, they're the Magic, the Spurs, and the Pistons. The only three teams that are expected to have cap room this offseason. And it's because this is a very, very weak free agent class, full of a lot of restricted free agents, too. Uh, DeAndre Ayton is probably the big name. Zach Levine is a free agent, but I think everyone expects him to resign with the Bulls. Um, there, you know, for teams with money to spend. Um, this is not really a great summer to spend. Um, I, you know, again, I talk about what I, I talked earlier about how the Magic need to make sure they're trading and making moves with intention. Um, expect the Magic to rent their cap space next summer. Um, expect the Magic to, you know, look for guys that can help them. Look for veterans maybe that can help them. Um, you know, I, I, I don't think they'll waste that opportunity, but they will use it to rent their cap space. They're going to be looking for some extra draft capital. Um, they'll be saying, "Hey, send that guy our way. We'll send you something. Maybe we'll keep. Mo maybe we'll pick up Mo Wagner's option and send send him to you or whatever. Send you a trade exception because you know we could just absorb that player into your cap. Send you a, a second round a, a second round pick that's meaningless. Um, that's how the Magic are gonna. That's that, that's one thing the Magic are gonna do this offseason probably. Um, you know, could could they make a run at a Miles Bridges in restricted free agency? Sure. Could they make a run at DeAndre Ayton in restricted free agency? I think a lot of people are expecting the Pistons to try that. Um, sure, certainly. They could definitely do some of those things. Um, but I would doubt that that's what's in the cards for this team. I would doubt that that's how the Magic are going to act this offseason. You know, again, Gary Harris, easily someone they could bring back if he's interested in staying. If, if Gary Harris indicates that he's interested in staying, do not trade him. Sign him to a three, sign him to a little bit of an overpay, you know, like a, you know, I don't think he should be paid 20 million a year again. Um, but if you can get him at like three years, 45, you know, kind of bring him down to 15, 16 mil, um, front load that contract as Jeff Weltman likes to do. Uh, 
you know, kind of kick that can down the road a little bit. I'm not against that. I I think I'm firmly in the camp of Gary Harris has been a really good force and really positive uh, mentor for this team. Bring him back. But back to Terrence Ross. Ross has the most value he's going to have. That extra year of security, um, because expiring contracts are not as valuable, that extra year of security means that a team that acquires him gets him for the rest of the season to help them with the playoffs and gets them all of next season too to help them make the playoffs, help them advance further. Um, that's that's really valuable. And I think a lot of teams value that more than they value expiring contracts because, you know, we remember J.J. Redick in Milwaukee. The Bucks traded Tobias Harris for J.J. Redick. Um, and they understood they had J.J. Redick for those 20 games to make the playoffs. They got a seven seed, and then he was gone, and they were left with nothing. Um, yes, Milwaukee drafted Giannis Antetokounmpo that offseason, but no one knew that that was going to be Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, so, yeah, you know, J.J. Reddick helped him get them, helped them get him, I, I suppose. But um, it's – Ross is as valuable as he's going to be. And so I think what the Magic are looking for for Terrence Ross is they're, they're definitely looking for a pick. Uh, I don't know if it'll be a first-round pick, but a high-value second-round pick um, or a, like, top 20 protected or lottery protected first. I don't think they're expecting to get a lottery pick. Uh, again, I think that's probably a little much. But I think the real prize they're looking for is a veteran – um, who can kind of replace what they're losing uh, in Ross, uh, at least in the locker room, if not on the court. Um, that's why I've said like Royce O'Neal would be a really good, really good get. Um, would not surprise me if they, you know, maybe if if they get a little aggressive, Taylor Horton Tucker seems like he's available if you take on Kendrick Nunn's contract. No big deal to take on Kendrick Nunn's contract if you're the Orlando Magic. Um, one more year at $5 million, Nunn can shoot the ball a little bit if he's healthy. That's I, I, I think that I think the Lakers have a really interesting package for the Magic as well. Um, Charlotte with PJ Washington have not gone through the permutations of a deal there. Um, but Charlotte certainly needs a big and Mobamba could be available as well. That could be, that could be a p- potential partner as well, um, for the Orlando Magic. So Terrence Ross, I, I think there is a very, very good chance that he gets moved. I think that, that someone will pony up a deal, even if it's at the last moment that gets the magic to move off Ross and, and the magic maximize that trade value and get something for him. But again, because he's got that extra year in his contract, the Magic have leverage. They can say, hey, we don't like this deal. We'll wait till the offseason. No big deal. No skin off our back. Um, so th- that's why Terrence Ross getting dealt now makes a ton of sense. The big decision for the Orlando Magic, though, remains Mo Bamba. Mo Bamba is set to become a restricted free agent this offseason. Because it's a bad free agent market, it's really difficult to get a sense of what he's going to get restricted free agency. Um there is certainly a going thought, and, and, I, and I think that it is a, a fair thought as well, that the Detroit Pistons are going to try and go get DeAndre Ayton in restricted free agency, offer him the max, and if they can't get him, they will turn their attention to Mo Bamba. Um, again, how much are they willing to pay for him? How much is the, or how much are the Magic willing to pay to keep him? What is the length of the contract they're willing to keep him at? The Magic re-signed Wendell Carter. They've got Jonathan Isaac on a long-term deal. The Magic don't want too many of these four-year contracts kind of cluttering their books. They got this nice little opportunity uh, with some cap room. They can kind of align their books to expire when they want them to expire, when they feel like they're going to be ready to make a big free agent push. If you commit to a four-year deal, that means you've got three more years of Markel, or you got two more years of Markel, three more years of Isaac, four more years of Carter, four more years of Bamba. You're kind of locked into your team at that point. It's not, you know, fully locked in, but you're kind of locked into your team at that point. Um, and, and and that's not really the situation the Magic want to be in. 
Um, I think it's very, very unlikely that the Magic do resign Bamba this offseason. I think there's a small potential they could do a sign-in trade with Bamba uh, to help to help him get where he wants to go since there's not a lot of teams with cap room, and I think that could be a strategy the Magic keep in their back pocket. Um, but I do think that if a good deal comes along for Bamba, it's very likely that Bamba's gone too. The fact of the matter is, Bamba, as, as promising as he is, as, as many good flashes as he's shown this year, is still really inconsistent for a fourth-year player. Um, I've often said that this feels like his second year more than his fourth year, where you know he's getting playing time for the first time. He's got a consistent role. He understands what he's tr- what he's doing, but he's still just kind of a step behind. Uh, certainly, a step behind some of his uh, more elite peers or, or his peers uh, in, in the draft process. Um, I, I do think that Bamba has gotten better. Um, I think Bamba can still be a really good NBA player, um, but I, I do think that he just isn't what the magic need or he is, he hasn't delivered what the magic had hoped for and, and to commit to a four year deal of, you know, even if it's 48 or $50 million, um, I, I think that's just, that's going to be a little bit too pricey for the Orlando magic. Again, those are the three guys that I think are really going to be in the heavy trade discussions are going to be the guys that a lot of teams around the league are looking for. I know Mark Stein reported that some teams have asked about Robin Lopez. You're probably not going to get a ton for him because he's $5 million contract. Um, but again, could be a guy you attach another deal. Could be someone that you just trade for some some flotsam that you can you can shuttle off the next team or get rid of or or you know really just virtually nothing. So you can just have the extra roster space to go do another move somewhere else. Um, that's really what's at play here. So you know again, I think Lopez, I think Moritz Wagner to some extent could be guys that get attached to trades. I don't think the Magic are quite ready to attach R.J. Hampton to any deals, but that could be. Another sweetener if there's a guy the Magic really like. Um, I do think the Magic are a little wary of upsetting the really good chemistry they have, um, You know, especially at this stage of a rebuild. Going to work with guys you like isn't a bad thing as long as everyone's improving and getting better, which I think the Magic are generally doing. I want to talk a little bit about how everything has changed for the Orlando Magic in the last year and how if we're going to rank trade assets, there's a new top dog on the Orlando Magic. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the playoffs right to the big game this Sunday. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet online where the game starts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. At this point of the season last year, we expected change. 
Let's be real. Aaron Gordon had already requested, you know, at this point of the season, obviously not a year ago today, but a year ago in the NBA calendar, um, which runs differently than the regular calendar. Um, a year ago, Aaron Gordon had requested a trade. We assumed Evan Fournier was gone because the Magic weren't going to re-sign him. We were, we knew we were on the verge of change. I, I freaking sang for it. Um, um, you can go back to the archives and find that, I suppose. Um, we knew change was coming. And we were evaluating the roster very, very differently. Um, we knew that Nikola Vucevic was an all-star, probably the most valuable player on the team. We knew Jonathan Isaac was a whole bunch of promise, as was Markel Fultz. Um, but the guys on the team, the guys that we knew were the most valuable, the guys that we knew would net the most in a trade, we're pretty straightforward. And I think as I've gone through and just tried to evaluate the Magic's trade options and, and, and the Magic's trade assets and the guys they have available to move around, um, as, I've, as I've gone down the list of everyone on the roster, I, I was honestly surprised at how much everything has changed for this team. At this point last year, if you would ask me, who is the most important player on the team? Who is the number one trade guy? Who is the one guy I would not trade for anything else? I would have told you was Jonathan Isaac. I would have told you it was Jonathan Isaac, then Nikola Vucevic, then probably Markel Fultz before we even get to Aaron Gordon and Evan Fournier. A lot has changed, obviously. You know, the thing about Vucevic, Fournier, and Gordon is, is we knew what they were. Isaac and Fultz represented a brighter future. And if they were one and two or one and three on my trade on my trade value column, um, it was because of the future they represented, because of what they could potentially bring to the team. I sit here today as I'm trying to wrap up my trade value column and post it for you all on OrlandoMagicDaily.com on Tuesday. It'll probably be up on Tuesday, you know, late morning, early afternoon. As I'm sitting here finishing that up, I am surprised at where I rank these players again. Because Jonathan Isaac's not number one anymore. That bright future has dimmed a little bit because of the prolonged absence from the injury, the, the 18 months now that, that he's been out. The same with Markel Fultz. That bright future has dimmed a little bit because we haven't seen him play in a year. Now, his recovery is certainly, you know, maybe a little bit longer than people expected, but does not seem to be anything but on time. But really what's changed is the Magic have added young players who also represent this future. Young players like Wendell Carter, who the Magic re-upped with a four-year with a four-year contract extension. A guy who has gone out on the court and proven his worth defensively, proven that he's willing, that he can expand his offensive skills and be a vital piece to this team. What that role ultimately is, is certainly still up for debate, but he's earned every penny and earned the faith and trust of this front office and, and of this fan base. It's Cole Anthony bursting at the seams now with the offensive potential that he showed at the beginning of the season. And while he has struggled of late, he's in his second year, guys. Don't give up on the kid. He's got a lot of growing to do. It's in rookie Jalen Suggs, who came to the Magic with a lot of fanfare and a lot of hope, and who has proven and has shown that he can be and develop into a really good NBA player, uh, with if, if not with the tempered expectations that have come from actually seeing him play 
um, every night now. But what surprised me most is as I looked at this, the most valuable player on the team, the guy that I, I probably would not trade for anything else on this roster, is the guy I honestly doubted the most at the beginning of the season. Prove me wrong, man. Franz Wagner at this point is the most valuable player the Magic have. His, the way that he is just taken and eaten up the NBA as a rookie is impressive. The way that he controls his speed, the way that he defends um, defends on most nights, the way that he is able to slither and get into the lane. The potential for this kid is really great. And he has been by far the brightest spot in a season that has had a lot of frustration and, and heartache. It's a guy that frankly embodies a lot of what the Magic want to be. He just plays hard and he plays smart. That's all you can ask for from a kid. That's all you can ask for from a young player. And yet, we not only see where he can improve and where he can continue to get better, we see him enact it on the floor in real time. That's honestly been the most impressive part about everything Franz Wagner has done. He's just gotten better and better and better. And if anyone is calling me about a trade for Franz Wagner, it better be for someone really good. Like, really, really good. Like, all perennial all-star starter, like changing the Magic's franchise fortunes good um, to, get, to get him. And that might be hyperbole. And obviously, Franz has a lot of his career still to write. But it has been that kind of rookie year. And you take all these young players together, and you take how they've pushed some of the Magic's bright future from last year down the list a little bit. To me, it shows that that future is indeed bright. That there is a reason to have some optimism. And that, yes, there's still maybe that one big piece that's missing. But this team has something it can build on and something it can hope and believe on. And this trade deadline, of course, is only there to supplement and help that become a reality. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Sit your tune in Himalaya, Google, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast and able listening device. You can find me on Twitter at Philip R underscore Dean. Of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. So on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic, we will recap the Orlando Magic's game against the Portland Trailblazers. They'll play the Blazers tonight at 10 p.m. to kick off a four-game West Coast road trip. This, of course, tonight, the last game before the NBA trade deadline. The Magic will spend the NBA trade deadline in beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. Now, go make your second listen today, Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Ross. See you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.